3: Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station.
4: The Score! score!
3: You're listening to The Score's NBA Draft Special. And now, the voices of the Bulls Radio Network. Chuck Swirsky and Bill Whittington.
5: All right, Mark Eversley, the general manager of the Bulls, will address the uh, media along with the uh, Zoom right here. From the advocate is uh, Dale and Terry, 6'7", out of Arizona, a very passionate, enthusiastic uh, player, gets after it, relishes on defense. And uh, just a few minutes ago, Bill, we um, were able to listen to him via Zoom, and uh, he is amped, he's pumped, and I love it i love it too his energy is going to be great and uh you know that energy that he brings will will translate onto the floor and into practices every day and that makes the teams better yeah you know the the, the bulls you know have a, a a different sort of personality now in this locker room you know we were talking about that off the air you're absolutely right you know it's kind of don't really have one of those uh, gregarious guys that's going to go out there and, and talk and just kind of bring that energy every day and it's going to be interesting to see how he affects everyone else in the locker room but i think it's going to be a good thing cuz it really said you know he he talks about his game how he fits in and adapts to what's going on on the floor so I think it's going to be a nice fit for the Bulls locker room. And obviously in practice, I think Billy Dunham is going to love what he does, especially defensively. So here, here's what's going on with 670, the score. And we appreciate our listeners. We've been on the air since 6 p.m. And Ryan Port deserves a great deal of credit, along with Rich Wyatt and Mitch Rosen and Adam Stosinski back at our studios. And we appreciate it very much. So when Mark Eversley goes on, um, he'll probably speak with the media probably for another 10, 15 minutes or so. And then Gabe Ramirez, who's standing by in our 670 The Score studios, will take over from there. And if anything happens, folks, as you know, we deal with the NBA and how fluid things can be, uh, depending on whether or not major trades are made or the latest speculation, Gabe will bring that information to you. He'll also recap what's going on in the baseball world with the Orioles and White Sox. And uh, the Cubs played today and lost in an extra innings in 10 to the Pirates. But having said all this, keep in mind, Gabe is on top of things as well. In our 670 The Score studios, we see that Mark Eversley is making his way to the uh, front table here to uh, talk with members of the media following the uh, Bulls' first-round pick, Dale and Terry, from the University of arizona bill it's been a pleasure thank you thank you charlie a great pleasure and uh looking forward to this season starting up absolutely again many thanks to everyone let's go to mark eversley now uh the chicago bulls the general
6: manager of the franchise mark whenever you're ready cool good evening everybody um thank you all for coming out to the advocate center tonight and covering us welcome back to all of you i think this is the first time you know, you've been back here in, what, two, three years? So um, we're excited to have you here tonight. This is a great night for the Bulls, and um, I'm happy to answer any questions for you.
7: Mark Casey Johnson with NBC Sports Chicago. Maybe just talk us through the draft process with Dalen and what stood out to you guys about him through the interview process and also the workout.
6: Sure. So we had an opportunity to work out Dalen a couple weeks ago. Um, he came in the night before and spent um, time with us. We took him to dinner, um, got an opportunity to learn about him and learn about his family, learn about what motivates him as a, as a person, as a teammate, as a, um, as a son, and we were really, really impressed. Um, we've had an opportunity to watch him and scout him numerous times at Arizona this year and came away very impressed with him as a player, as a teammate, and we really saw him as somebody who could fit with what we're building here with the Bulls.
0: Cody West, the score you just said fit with what you're building with the Bulls. When you project him into the future, what do you envision him as? And um, what can he do maybe even quicker than that here in the next year or two? Sure, I
6: think for him, he's going to bring versatility on both ends of the floor. Defensively, I think he's going to be able to switch you know, one through three. Um, I think offensively, he's going to get out and run. Um, I think last year, early on, we had a lot of success when we created turnovers defensively and got out and ran. I think he is somebody who's going to be able to do that for us. Um, he's a capable three-point shooter. I wouldn't call him a three-point shooter. But with his makeup, uh, I think you guys had an opportunity to speak to him earlier. He just brings an energy um, and a vibe that I think he's, is going to fit really well within this gym. Um, he competes, he plays hard, um, he brings energy and I think he's going to be a great fit.
8: Mark, Dion Miller from ABC7, you kind of stole my thunder there a little bit. He did win the Zoom call instantly. I mean, did the energy and personality jumps yep. off the film. So what is it about that you think will fit with the core group that is here and that he can kind of be a part of that right away?
6: Sure. I think, you know, as we look to add pieces to this roster, I think he fits the kind of makeup that we want to bring in he's uh he's a tough kid he's competitive he brings a winning spirit um to the room um i think he's 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 an energy he's a ball of energy and i think we need that in this building every single day Um, obviously he's a young kid and you know we do have some veteran pieces um, who were you know those are our core guys but i think for dalen to come in here and be a big not necessarily a big part of that but a part of that um, is something that we're really excited about
9: Mark Herman with WGN. Was this a best player available? Don't care what position he plays. Is that how you guys were evaluating the whole draft? Which way you're going to go?
6: Definitely best player available, but there was also a component of fit. Um, As we kind of worked down our draft board, he was next on our list. Um, But he fits what we're trying to build here. Um, You know, again, tough, energy, competitive, um, great spirit. You know, we're excited about him.
9: Hey, Mark, Rob Schaefer, NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, How serious, if at all, did conversations get about potentially moving up, moving back? Like how did the draft process play out in your guys' room from that perspective?
6: I I mean, it's our job to look at all opportunities, whether it's trading up or moving back. Um, I can tell you we took a lot of calls um, for both scenarios and just nothing stood out to us. And when Dalen was on the board and we saw that we were going to be able to select him, we were excited about it, but again, we were diligent, we looked at all opportunities, and you know, we felt like selecting Dalen at 18 was um, the best position for us to be in tonight.
9: Just following up on that, would you, were you surprised he was still there?
6: We were pleasantly surprised he was there, yeah. Yeah.
7: Mark, do you, do you envision him cracking the rotation next year?
6: Uh, that's something that you're gonna have to ask Billy about. Um, I mean, I hope so. Um, you know, last year we took Iowa 38, and you know, I don't think any of us thought he would crack our lineup, but he ended up starting 41 games for us. So I'm not I'm not certain Dalen's going to start 41 games for us next year, but if he does, he's got the right makeup. Um, he's going to challenge our vets every single day, whether it's in practice. Um, you know, he he may play. I I hope he plays, um, but that's to be determined.
9: Yeah, Mark, I imagine we'll see him in summer league next month. I know it's early, you guys just took him, but do you have an idea of what type of things you expect from him in that showcase, Uh, and maybe just improvement areas in general that you want to see him work on before even the start of next season?
6: Sure, I I mean, the plan is for him to go to Summer League. Um, He'll be here early next week, and he'll participate in our Summer League training camp. He should travel out to Vegas with the team and compete. Um, You know, again, I think he's a a pretty good shooter, um, but he probably needs to work on his his shooting. all rookies need to work on their bodies and get bigger, stronger, faster. Um, but for him, you know we're not worried about whether he's going to do the work or not. Um, you know he just got the perfect makeup in terms of a kid who's going to come in and do the things every single day to try and get better. and we're excited about that.
7: Mark, obviously, the the draft is really kind of the kickoff to the busy part of the the summer and the the rest of the summer and the season and free agency and things like that. Where does the organization stand in regards to Zach Levine, the confidence level you'll be able to retain him?
6: So obviously, Zach, um, you know, two-time All-Star. He's an Olympian. You know, he's been a terrific uh, Chicago Bull thus far. Um, You know, it's our hope that, you know, we, sit down with Zach and sit down with Rich Ball and talk about what the future looks like um, here with the Chicago Bulls. It's our every intention to bring him back. We're excited about the opportunity to sit down and talk to him. Um, we feel like he'll be excited to sit down and talk with us, and we're looking forward to that day.
1: Um, <clears throat> excuse me, on the offseason, no, Mark, right here. Uh, just how's Lonzo? I think last time we talked, he was still, Lonzo Ball, last time we talked, he was still feeling some discomfort in his knee. Just how, where, where is he at in this process?
6: Currently working out in LA. Um, still doing his rehab. Um, we have sent our performance staff to see him every week and kind of track his progress. All reports are good. Um, he's making progress, and you know we're looking forward to seeing him in summer league uh, later this month, later next month. Sorry.
9: Mark, would you say that uh, adding rim protection at some point, some way, is a, is a priority?
6: It's certainly something that we've uh, discussed as a staff. Um, you know getting somebody to compliment what Vooch does, um, particularly rim protection, just kind of patrolling that pain and making sure that you know, somebody, we have somebody there who can lock it down. Um, it's something that we plan on, we intend on addressing, um, whether that's via free agency or trade, it's something that we're pretty focused on.
7: Mark, circling back on, on Lonzo, when you say he's still rehabbing, like if you guys were in the throes of the season right now, is he a full go is he playing
6: uh that's something that we probably need to talk to the performance staff about that's not a call that i can make right now i can just tell you that he's rehabbing and he's making progress do you
7: do you envision him being a full 100 percent participant next training camp
6: i certainly hope so mark we're going to take one from zoom darnell mayberry with the athletic go ahead
10: yeah, thanks, Beth. Mark, going back to Dalen, uh, you mentioned him being a ball of energy. I'm just curious from your perspective and in your in your evaluation of him, what stood out about his personality and, and sort of that that vibrance that he has? We just saw that in our Zoom call with him uh, a little bit. What, what were your takeaways meeting with him and his people, his representation and that sort of thing?
6: Sure. I, again, Darnell, I mean, he's a high energy kid. Um, you know, he's competitive. He brings a winning spirit. Um, We had a great dinner when he came to town. Um, I think you saw it on the Zoom call just now. We spoke to him about 30 minutes ago, and the kid was incredibly excited about being a Chicago Bull. Um, He literally said to us that he would run here right now and get started. I mean, that's just the kind of kid he is, and, you know, we're excited to have him. Thank you.
9: It's your well, lucky sh- day. Should have come out later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah. I was doing you a favor coming out here. This yeah, early. we appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to be on Deadline as a newspaper guy. Now I'm not on Deadline anymore. Right. So I'll be here all night if you need me. Uh, what? Uh, okay. So I know you don't address rumors specifically, but there was a lot of Rudy Gobert chatter uh, linked to you guys. What? What did you make of that? What? I mean, how? How serious the talks that you guys have at all in, on that subject?
6: I think Casey. simply put this is the time of year when, you know, everything starts to turn, right? Like the draft, free agency, you know, we're going to get into heavy dialogues with trade. I don't want to comment on another team's player. I will tell you that we've taken calls um, on several different players and several different iterations around the league. We will continue to do so. um, But I don't want to comment specifically on that particular player.
0: Following up on that, how do you guys as an organization weigh, you know, you had a good step, you won 46 games, you're good, you made the playoffs. How do you weigh the next incremental step versus what's one big giant piece we still need to add to take a huge leap? Is this a step-by-step process or is it like accelerated in in your mind with those moves that potentially would be out there?
6: I think we're going to continue to take a pragmatic approach to this. Um, We did take a big leap last year. Um, you know, what we're committed to doing is coming in here every single day, whether that's up in the front office or down here on the floor and doing everything we can do to improve this team on a daily basis. Um, I don't think there's any one player or any giant leap that we're going to, you know, encounter overnight that's going to turn this thing. Um, we're going to come in here every single day and do the things we need to do to try and improve and grow this team. And we're committed to doing that.
4: How do you think we should uh, view it that your two first-round draft picks were teenagers and your off-season was 30-year-old players? Is um, the notion of the draft is for support in the fut- uh, of the future or to support the veteran players?
6: I think it's both, Sam. Last year, um, with the 30th pick, we took a young kid, um, and I don't think there's anybody in this room who thought he would play as much as he did. I thought people thought – I mean – perhaps people thought he would have been a contributor, but not a key contributor. So I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's whether you bring in a young player or a more veteran player, I just think you bring pieces in and see how they fit and see how they fit with our group. Um, I think that's the way we're looking at building this team, a pragmatic approach every single day, working on and off the floor to try and improve.
7: Twofold. I promise is my last question, <laughs> two, two, 2 twofold question on, on Zach. I mean, you clearly heard what he has said to us over the, the previous months and in his exit interview saying that he believes he's a max player, et cetera. You guys know what the cost is of doing business. Is the franchise prepared to offer him a max contract?
6: I think we're prepared to do what it will take to bring Zach back in the fold and be a Chicago Bull. And again, we look forward to sitting down with Zach and Rich Paul And talking about what the future could look like for Rich, for Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls.
7: And just a quick follow-up to that: Do you expect him to go through the free agency process, or or do you think you'll come to a quick resolution on his future? I'm not sure.
6: Got it. I don't know.
9: Just one one more on Lonzo. Do you expect? uh, Did you see enough from I.O. If things don't go as well with Lonzo, that you feel like you have enough behind him right now to to cover it?
6: What do you mean cover? Well, if,
9: if Lonzo can't be on the floor, do you have, do you have enough point guard help, or, or would you be looking for somebody who could perhaps even deepen that, that, that pool?
6: Without talking about specifics or positional specifics, I think we're committed to making sure Billy has, the, the, has players in every single position to help us compete on a high level every single night. So whether that's the point guard position or the wing position, or the center position we're going to do everything every single day to try and improve this roster regardless of what the position is
4: uh i'm not asking related to you know i, I know what he was getting at but uh, the strength of the roster or the depth of the roster is really guards and this this guy drafted seems to be a guard you know seems to play that as Arizona. Did that matter that he's... You're talking about Dalen? Yes. Okay. Did that matter that he, you know, duplicates things you have and you have other places where you don't have as much strength or is it just a matter, like you said, he's the best guy we thought, so it didn't matter what position he played.
6: Yeah, and positionally, I think that's the thing that attracted us to Dalen is he's not just a guard, he's not just a wing, he's really versatile. And again, I think he's switchable on both ends of the floor, one through three. Um, it's going to take some time. He's going to need to develop. Um, but I think I envision him long-term to be more wing than he is guard, if that helps.
5: Hey, Mark, good to see you. Chuck. I have a question. You were very instrumental in drafting Matisse Thybulle in Philadelphia. Turned out to be a great pick. So, and I'm not comparing players, but do you see a, some of Thybulle in Dalen Terry's game, or are they kind of similar, or...?
6: I think, you know, they, they're both six-seven type wings. Um, you know, they're high-twitch, they're fast-twitch athletes. Uh, they both play above the rim. Um, you know, I think their versatility is similar. Um, you know, Matisse is a high-level defender. Um, I think he was all-NBA for second year mm-hmm. in a row. I don't know if Dalen, you know, grades out to be like that, but there are some similarities. But, um, you know, for him to get to that level, he's got to come in here and put in the work. Thank you. All right, I think that's it. Mark, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Welcome back. That
1: was Bulls general manager. Oh, man. You know, I I could listen to that guy talk forever, first of all. As a Bulls fan, that is who you want to hear speaking to you. There's a ton of politicians out there that could learn a thing or two on being apolitical the way that Mark Eversley was right there. Of course, he was addressing the 18th pick. In the 2022 NBA draft, Dalen Terry, who is now a member of the Chicago Bulls, congratulations to him. And you just love everything that Mark Eversley said. They took him to dinner. They loved his personality. And it was all about fit. When you're thinking about the culture that he's trying to create here for the Chicago Bulls, he's finding glue guys, guys that are high personality, high character guys, high motor, high energy, people like Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr., I mean, these guys are out ready to play every single day and prepared to give it their all, and he is cut from that very same cloth. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 to score. You guys know what it is. You come, to, you come to the station to hear what's going on with the Bulls, who they drafted, but I also want to talk to you. If you have opinions on the draft, if you felt like maybe we missed on a guy, you know how it is come draft time. Oh, somebody was taking 20 or the 21st, your guy, or maybe – he was swooped up right before the Bulls got to their 18th pick in the draft. Would love to hear from you. The phone lines are open right now. We got producer extraordinaire, Adam Stazinski on the lines for you. 312-644-6767. Again, 312-644-6767. I'm going to take your calls, give you some more in-depth information about the brand new pick for the Chicago Bulls, Dalen Terry, and we'll do that right after this on Chicago Sports Radio. Six seventy the score.
10: With the 18th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls select Daylin Terry from the University of Arizona. Yeah, um, I worked out right before the combine with them. And it was all love, honestly, um, it was a great time. I had a really good time actually there and I, I really wanted to be there. It's crazy, I, I called my agent AC immediately right after and was like nah, that's where I need to be. So it's, it's great, like, like they drafted me and man, I'm so happy, man.
3: Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670score.com in Odyssey Station.
1: Your Chicago Bulls have kept the 18th pick. They used it on Dalen Terry from the University of Arizona. Some stats on the kid. I say kid because he's 19. He'll be 20 on opening day, though. He's 6'6. The thing that stood out the most to people was the wingspan, hovering right around seven feet and then. The only way is 195, bro. I'm six foot. I weigh 215. I always feel weird about that when someone's 6'6 and they weigh 195. I'm always just It makes me feel self-conscious about things like that. Uh, if, you could, if you watch any stat, uh, highlights about Dalen Terry, you can see within seconds that he is an uh, above average passer. And I say above average, and I, and I mean significantly above average. If you watch any so I'm a big Arizona guy. I picked them to win the tournament. I've, I've liked them since Mike Bibby days. People always said when I hooped in, at Lane Tech that uh, I looked like Mike Bibby. I loved Arizona, so I've, been, I've, I've seen his game. But again, if you watch any highlights from Dalen Terry, you can tell immediately he is an above-average passer. And that is really something that Mark Eversley enjoyed about his game and how it translates not only to the NBA, but particularly to the Chicago Bulls team. We want to get out and run. The Bulls averaged 12.5 fast-break points last year. That was 14th in the league. And when you got guys like Zach Levine, you know, Pat Will, that potentially is going to be on your team running the break, I mean, Javante, I mean, you got some high-energy guys on your team. Lonzo running the point, Io. You probably should have a few more than 12.5 fast-break points per game. So this is someone that could help in that space, especially with the second unit. You know, you might be saying, "Well, Gabe, I mean, damn, the Bulls needed, you know, help off the bench, some scoring, and this guy doesn't take a lot of shots per game." But he said it himself. I'm more of a, I was more of a facilitator. I had big boys on my on my squad. I didn't necessarily need to do that, but he did do everything well. Another stat on Dalen Terry, which I thought was interesting: Terry was one of only two Arizona players to rank in the top five in all major box score statistics, points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. So it was him and Ben Mathren, which is who was a lottery pick. So that's pretty good. It reminds me of the years like with Scottie Pippen. You know, when, when Mike left to retire and, and Scottie led the Bulls in every category. I mean, geez, it's always cool to see things like that. So, again, someone that can fill in pretty much everywhere. And like Mark Eversley said, can guard one through three. Him being six six, I mean, if he is coming off the bench – you don't necessarily need your point guard to be scoring at that point because you got, you know, Demar Derozan. You got Zach Levine taking care of the scoring load. So you need someone that can be a, a maybe a lockdown defender on the other side, and with that wingspan, you can definitely count for that. Let's go, studs. Let's go to the lines real quick. Definitely, I definitely want to hear what you have to say about it. If you felt like the Bulls missed out on someone, or if you actually like the pick, I'd love to hear from you. 3-1-2-6-44-67-67. It's all brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosahunday.com. Let's go to Charlie on the north side. So, Charlie, you actually like the pick, huh?
0: Yeah, Gabe. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. I'm very excited. I think the points you made were spot on. I mean, obviously, the versatility, that's a great stat you dropped in terms of him being in the major categories. Uh, But I agree. He is an above-average passer. Um, And what's really exciting for me is him in transition uh, with the ball. uh, Very dynamic. uh, Can get to the rim. If you don't pick him up, he's going to dunk on you, but he will also make the right pass. So I think he's a plug-and-play guy. I think he moves well without the ball, will play well with Io, but also slide him in with Lonzo and let him run the court and let him have the ball in his hands. He's, he's a very – make the right decision. Charlie, I'm what would, excited about the pick.
1: Charlie, what would you say about those people that are questioning his three-point shooting ability? Even Mark Eversley said it. You know, a below-average three-point shooter, not somebody that's going to be taking a bunch of shots. But, you know, a lot of people were, were yearning for that in the playoffs. A uh, three-point maker. And this guy, obviously, is not filling that void. What, what do you got to say to those people that say that?
0: I think Dalen said it in his media interview. He's a, he's a basketball player. He will fill a role. And he obviously did that Arizona super talented team. And they made the point on the ESPN broadcast that he understands it's not about him. And I think that speaks with passing skills. His defense is going to get him on the court. But when he finds that ball in his hands, he can push it in transition. He can, he can cut off the ball. I think he's a basketball player. I think his jump shot looks fine. You know, he can knock down a corner three. No, you know,
1: he's a Charlie, kid. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. First of all, I I enjoy you. You're 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 you're, okay. you're 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 smart. I like what you're doing right now, but he can't shoot the corner three. He only shot 19 percent from the corner, and he shot three for six, six, three for sixteen on left corner threes. And when you're talking about this okay. Bulls team, that's what we need. We need you to knock down that shot. But it's not to say that you can't fix it. We saw we saw what Lonzo Ball did, right, Charlie? We saw him fix his shot will mm-hmm. have a way better shooting percentage from the three-point line and he's 19 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna poo poo on the kid for being 19 and having a crappy three-point shot hey you're 6'6 yeah, six, exactly. six guy who could dunk on anybody so you probably just you know used your handles to get there but i think the most impressive thing and this is something that you and i both agreed on at the beginning of the conversation was the fact that he he can pass and i'm not talking about just like a regular old bounce pass chest pass i mean mm-hmm. he got some court vision some some mm-hmm. no, some no looks really nice ones so that's Something that I really liked, and, and here's something else, Charlie, that I really thought was impressive. When I went to go look at Dalen Terry's game log, and I and I I saw the three losses that Arizona had last year during the regular season, and during those losses, he kind of disappeared, and he he didn't have a lot of you know he didn't have a lot of big games anyway. But their their their, their <clears throat> excuse me their last loss of the regular season, <clears throat> excuse me, he only had five points, was uh, two for six from the field, UCLA. 0 for 5 when they lost to them, had zero points. I mean, geez, that's tough when you're trying to pinpoint a guy and trying to sell me on whether or not I feel like he should be good. And the first loss of the season was against Tennessee, did I, at nine points. Now, the reason I bring this up, Charlie, obviously I'm going somewhere with this, is that that throughout the regular season and despite those losses and him not playing well, the most points he had during the regular season, 14. In March, madness, when it matters, when the lights are on and when people are actually paying attention – Three of his highest point totals in the entire season came during March Madness. That's impressive. Wow. Last game that of the season against Houston, he put up 17 points. That's the most he scored all season long. And the last game, I mean, you talk about a guy that is getting better as the season goes on. Again, he's 19. Mm-hmm. And so to mm-hmm. me, when I look at that, Charlie, I say to myself, okay, this is someone that, that can continue to get better year after year the same way Jason Tatum did, guys like that didn't, and be that – great role player that you want him to be
0: absolutely the guy only took six shots a game they said you know clearly he can't get his own shot but that's not a problem right he's he's only 19 like you said and eversley said it you know they love his attitude his competitive spirit you know he's gonna he's gonna defend he's gonna play his role make others around him better uh and push people in practice and he's 19 years old i, I think he's very talented he's got all the, the makeup i'm excited
1: charlie you can call anytime when i'm on the radio i love hearing from you i think you're you're a shining star over there.
0: We love you too, Gabe.
8: You do a great <laughs> job, man.
1: Thanks, Charlie. Have a good one. I got some other stats for you. And then I think they're very interesting because I'm an analytics guy. My, my degree's in economics, not in radio. So I, I love crunching the numbers. I used to work in finance for a long time. Used to work. So did you know I used to work at H&R Block? I do now. Yeah. H&R Block, dude. I love numbers. So to me, when I get to look at the, 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 the statistics, it gets me excited. So here, here's some for you. Things that I feel like the Bulls could improve on, and I don't necessarily think Dalen Terry is going to help them in these particular categories. The Bulls were fourth in three-point percentage in the NBA. That's odd because that was one of the biggest complaints where people felt as though the Bulls couldn't shoot the three-ball. We were fourth in the NBA. That's insane. However, last in the league in attempts per game. Someone make this make sense to me. Fourth in the league in three-point percentage, last in the league in attempts per game. Now, in the money ball era, where a guy like Steph Curry, they can just literally point to statistics and say, dude, you shoot a really high rate. Just shoot more threes because
3: you're going to score more points. That's literally what they told Steph Curry. And I, how much of that, though, is related to Lonzo not playing basically the, like, the entire second we're, half? We're still fourth in the
1: league all year. That's not like without Lonzo. That's not only with Lonzo. That's, that's, that's huge. But it gets worse, studs. Listen to this. In the fourth quarter, just the fourth quarter, all season long, the Bulls are first in the NBA in three-point percentage at 39.8. First in the fourth quarter. That don't even make sense. Like, somebody's probably looking at the radio right now saying, you're lying. (laughs) That's not real. It is. Now, listen to the other side of this. The Bulls are last in the league in fourth quarter, three-point attempts uh, in the fourth quarter at 6.4. Make that make sense. We have the best three-point shooting percentage from three in the NBA but we take the least amount of attempts. Something that could have addressed that, obviously, if we had a three-point shooter or drafted someone that could knock down a three. Dale and Terry, not that dude. But you're right. What 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 could that be from? Too many two-pointers from DeMar DeRozan from the, from the free throw line extended? He doesn't. Or he's only shooting game-winning threes? Ah, I'm Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. Don't let me get on a rant about the Bulls. But I will be. I am excited about Dale and Terry. That's who the Bulls drafted. Eighteenth. He's nineteen years old. Six six. One ninety five. Soaking wet. But you know, when you're nineteen, geez, think about you when you were nineteen. You probably weigh forty pounds more than that. And now you're in your early thirties. So he got some. He got some ways to go, and he's gonna be in Chicago. You know, he's gonna be eating everything.
3: Let me. All right. Let me think here. He he's one ninety five, and he's how tall? Six six. Six six. I think when I was nineteen, <laughs> you know, when I was twenty, there I think I go. topped out at one ninety. Oh, maybe really? Yeah. You're a and small I'm, guy. And I'm like 6. I'm 5'11". <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, the, what you the, the, st- the beer you gut got to me a little bit in college. You're like 205 right now? Oh, right now I'm at 170 maybe. Oh, so you lost a ton of weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I cut down. I, I started getting that that gut, and I'm like, I got to cut down. 190 doesn't look good on a guy my size. Like, I got to cut down, <laughs> man. I got to get back in shape. <laughs> Dude, who are you telling? 6'6", six, six,
1: 195. Here are your stats at Arizona. Eight points a game. Four point eight rebounds, three point nine assists. That's a lot of assists. I mean, it's one thing when you're tossing the ball up to Coloco or to Mathurin, but that's a ton. Three point nine assists is a lot. 1.2 steals per game. I love that. Long wingspan, you can attest for that. And 0.3 blocks per game. Just means he gets after it. Says he's gonna work on his three or excuse me, says he's gonna work on his off the ball shooting, off the dribble shooting. But he gotta work on his three point shot. His form is ugly. You look at his if you look at it, it's ugly. But Lonzo Ball fixed his, and Lonzo Ball was in the Bill Cartwright Joe Kim Noah stratosphere of ugly shots. Dalen Terry's gonna get there. It's just a little slow if you if you watch it. So if he can get a quicker release, and I'm sure he's gonna work on it. Shot 50% from the field. That's extremely impressive. But only 36% from three. Didn't take many. Only 77 three pointers. That's I mean. Play pay about thirty some games, like one or two a game, not too bad. But he started all thirty seven games, sophomore season. Improved his uh improved his game year out, year over year, and he had some pretty good quotes. He had some pretty good quotes. One that I absolutely love. They said, "Hey man, you're projected to be a late first rounder." He keeps you could just tell by the inter by the 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 the, the presser he just did. He keeps it one hundred like every single day of the week. He said. When they told him, "Oh, okay, you know what? Here he is talking about uh, the thoughts of him being a, a late first round draft pick."
10: Yeah, definitely inspired me. I feel like they're gonna be a redraft in ten years, and it's we gonna ch- it's gonna change up no matter where
1: I get drafted. Hmm. You feel me? He's, he's Let's go. You see what he said at the end? You feel me? <laughs> I love that. Yes, I do, Daylin. I love that. But did it sound to you, studs, like Eversley had like a? Uh, a little man crush on him instead of, you know, like, because they asked him best player available. He's like, ah, uh, you know, we were pleasantly surprised he was there. And, you know, we're glad and fit. Like, did you feel like maybe there was more like googly eyes than actual, Hey man, this is the best guy that's out there right now.
3: I think there might be some, they, they, they definitely took a guy that they feel really good about. A.K.'s son goes to Arizona. Michael Reinsdorf went to Arizona. I mean, there's a lot of connections there. That's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that there, there might be some, like, they fell in love with a guy and they took him, but they didn't. I, I don't mind doing that because, all right, and, you know, we, we look at, well, this is their, this is this regime's uh, third, third draft pick, yeah. right? So, and they've shown, it, it, Patrick Williams still has stuff to prove. He was He's been hurt a lot, but they've shown that, I think they know what they're doing when they're drafting guys. Right. So I even like, I don't think that they just got googly eyed and, and grabbed a guy. I think they really felt good about him. And so there can be a combination of both here. Like they're a little googly eyed and they're like, sure. "Man, I love this guy. And they feel like he is going to be a, a really talented player. Once he develops.
1: I hate to break it to all Bulls fans, but Pat, Pat will is still under like undefined. Like we can we can give him the Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields treatment and say, "Uh, uh-uh, uh this guy's gonna be the best. this guy's gonna be great." But the reality is we we don't know that because he hasn't shown us that yet. And trust me, and I'm, I'm i I love Pat Will. I want him to be great. I'm a homer. But then we got lucky with Ayo. We got extremely lucky with Ayo. Shout out to Ayo. He had that chip on his shoulder, the hometown kid. It just it hit a little different. And now we're going to see what Daylon Terry can do. I'll give you guys some more stats about Daylon, the 18th pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, a new member of the Chicago Bulls. I'll give you that right after this. I'm Gabriel Ramirez. This is Six Seventy The Score.
10: Um, honestly, I just believe that this is my dream, man. I didn't. I didn't go to college to be. I didn't. I didn't start playing basketball to be a college player. You know, like I've always wanted to be in the NBA. So it's just like as soon as they, I heard them calling, it was like, man, I got to go. So. I'm hot right now. Obviously, um, I'd, rather be in the, I'd rather be in the NBA young and be ready to learn and all that than be in college and be the star.
3: Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thscore.com in Odyssey Station.
1: There is a brand-new member of the Chicago Bulls. His name is Dalen Terry from the University of Arizona. He was selected with the 18th pick in the draft. Shout-out Mark Eversley. Fell in love with the guy. Went to Took him to dinner. But he, took, he won everybody's heart during the press conference. I got to be honest. Listen, when you do a ton of interviews and you're talking to a bunch of players, you love people with personality. And you could clearly see that Dale and Terry was a gentleman that had that tenfold. And, you know, who who the people that were drafted before him and after him, I, I don't know. That's what people are going to be looking at for quite some time, especially here in Chicago. I mean, because that, that's what you always do, right? I mean, first of all, you can just go to the beginning of the draft. I won a little bit of money. Paulo Bancara, I, I put it, I had him getting picked first. I know everybody and their mama said Jabari Smith was going to be the first pick in the draft. But if you watch college basketball last year, which oddly I watched a ton of, it was clear as day that Paulo was the man. I mean, clear as day. And here, here's what I was telling everyone. I said, if the Orlando Magic picked Jabari Smith or Chet Hol- Holmgren with the number one pick in the draft, they still would feel like they were a player away from being extremely competitive in the Eastern conference. However, if you picked Paolo, who was LeBron-esque, right? Big dude, overpowering, and kind of just bully you in the paint, but at the same time confidently pull up from three and be the man, now you, you would more so say that you just need some guys to build around Paolo. And I think that was the biggest difference. Uh, but fortunately or unfortunately, the Bulls didn't have to deal with that. They had the 18th pick in the draft. And someone who had an opportunity to see him a little bit more up close than we did here in Chicago, joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We got Bruce Pasco, who's actually at the draft parley of, party of Dale and Terry. First of all, I want to know what kind of music are they playing right now?
8: Oh my God! It's just, I, it's just. I mean, mostly hip hop. Just, it's just like the roof is blowing off this place, and it's still going. I mean, there's the Dalen still out there, and there's people dancing and taking pictures. It's, it's nuts.
1: <laughs> Bruce, I got to be honest. Actually, if I was there, I'd be dancing on the dance floor. Yeah, t- <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah,
8: a, going crazy. You know, I mean, he's from he's from uh, around here, and he did a nil deal with this uh, chicken and waffles restaurant he's at, and. It made a lot of sense, and, um, you know, he's just got a lot of support. And then, he, you know, he let a few of us media in here as well. It's, it, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, atmospheric, I'll say.
1: It must have felt good for a guy from Tempe to go to Arizona and then have the kind of year that he did where he had a ton of national exposure, you know, with some of the other guys on the sc- uh, team like Coloco and, and Mathurin. What, what would you say to, um, to B- Bulls fans that keep hearing that he just wasn't aggressive? during the season offensively. Well,
8: I mean, you know, I think that it's important to to keep the context of the role he had at Arizona. He was basically the fourth leading scorer. He would, they they called him Mr. Do Everything because he he was a box score killer. He he was basically he arguably was their best point guard. He certainly was a secondary playmaker. He was their best defender. He made the All-League uh, All-Defensive team in the Pac-12. Um, you know, but he wasn't Needed to be the big scoring threat right? because they had Ben Matherin on the wing and they had uh, Azulis Tabellis and Christian Coloco, uh inside, and so he was sort of a secondary scorer, you know. And it, you you can't say his his shot certainly could use some work, and I'm I'm sure that's something that they'll they'll be doing with the Bulls, but uh, you know. But he has a lot of things in his game, and I just think that Arizona they didn't need him to necessarily be Mr. Aggressive, but it, even even then it was a you know he, he, there were times when you know he would come out and. Uh, you know, one of the coaches just told me yesterday we were talking about, it. he said, you know, he felt that uh, Terry and Ben Mather really were the kind of vocal leaders of the team, you know, when, when things were down, when they were on the road at Illinois or, or Tennessee early in the season and things weren't going well it was those two guys who, who who did that. So, you know, I think his, his play on the court might be a little deceiving as far as that. I think, I think he's got a little bit of that in him.
1: Bruce, one thing I really noticed was his play in March seemed to step it up where yeah. three of his highest scoring totals happened in, you know, three of his last four college basketball games. Did you feel like he was getting better over the course of the season? Or did you feel like he just has that capability of stepping it up when the lights are on?
8: Yeah, I think, um, well, a little of both. I think he got better, you know, throughout his career. He actually, it was interesting. He actually started ahead of Matherin at the beginning of his freshman year. Uh, last year, 20, 20 and 21, and but wasn't quite ready. And then and Matherin wasn't quite ready. And then, you know, Matherin was a little ahead of him. After a while, they started him mid season. And Terry just kind of slowly kind of moved along as a freshman. And then, then this year kind of emerged into, you know, kind of that uh, do-everything role again. And and I think in the tournament, both him and Matherin particularly um, seemed to kind of turn it up a little bit. And, you know, eventually they they ran into a really physical Houston team that beat them and, and took – some of that away but but you know the first couple games in particular they were um you know that was apparent
1: yeah i mean going down against houston putting up 17 i mean that says a Mm -hmm. lot to score your high you know to have your season high happen on the last game of the the year that says a lot about your character and and who you are as a player
8: yeah and that and that's a game when it just didn't feel right for arizona they weren't able to get their regular rhythm um, Houston really, you know, played them smartly. The way they, they 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 handled them defensively a little bit different than I think a lot of teams had. And I think Terry just took it to himself. Like he needed to do something to, to stop <laughs> right. up that team. Yeah, and it, it didn't quite work. But it, you know, I like it. It, though. it was, it, you know, it it could have been worse. That's for sure. Without that,
1: one thing I also noticed. I mean, he had five steals against TCU in the game before. I mean, is that him reading yeah. the passing lanes well? Is that being a great on-the-ball defender? What what, what could you say about his his defense and his uh, stealing capabilities?
8: Yeah, that well, that was again, a, you know, I think, a, a, you know, a, a, out of necessity, he was a little on edge. That was a the game they went overtime. That TCU game, they they needed it. But I, and I think, you know, typically in that defense that they have with they weren't that much lunging for steals as much as on ball. He was probably better at that. I mean, he was the guy they would generally put on the other team's top perimeter player every, every time. And sometimes even a four man, he would, he would guard just because he's so long and he could do it. And so, yeah. And I think, you know, just the way that game played out, some of them turned into steals. but I think generally speaking, you know, he was more of just a a position on ball defender was really where he excelled.
1: I love it. We're talking to Bruce Pasco from the Arizona daily star. He's joining us here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Of course, we're talking about Daylon Terry, the 18th pick in the 2022 NBA draft for the Chicago Bulls. When you when you watch him, Bruce, who's, who's an NBA player? I mean, obviously, I hate these kinds of comparisons, but who's an NBA player that, that comes to mind when you were watching him throughout the season?
8: Wow, that's a tough one because, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, uh, off the top of my head, it'd be hard to say. I just Come on, Bruce. Give me something good. Tell me, like, Ben Simmons. Tell me, like, well,
1: somebody crazy. Somebody somebody. You amazing. Know,
8: cause that's, well, I think he's, like, a little <laughs> beyond, like, a, he's not really, like, a 3 and D guy yet. He's more of a, but he's, he's like, a big, you know, almost, like, a big point guard, and, you know, who can play defense. It's it's Lonzo hard for Ball? Me to, to Are care. you telling me Lonzo Ball? We got Lonzo Ball 2.0? point. Yeah, I could maybe see a little bit of that. I think they were, they were, um, Different in college, certainly. I said, you know, Lonzo was more uh, focused as a point guard, whereas Terry was, you know, uh, more of a more of a wing who played some secondary. and they were in different systems. It's hard to compare that way, but maybe in the NBA, yeah, yeah, I can see that a little bit. Um, but yeah, just a long, big, uh, you know, six foot seven point guard, seven foot wingspan. It's just, it's, you know, and, and, that, and he has, you know, certainly plenty of room to grow, as as we know. Um, you know, so he's not there yet. But, I mean, that that's the scary thing. In five years or so, where is he going to be? And, you know, he certainly has that upside to be that kind of player.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's 19 years old. You can't put that much pressure on a guy that's that young. I did notice, right. I mean, I, I'm again, I can't say it enough. Watching his tape, is just he is an above-average passer. I mean, he has some really, really impressive court vision. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to me more about his point guard play, yeah. and, and do you see him being – more of that point guard role in the NBA or, or moving over to the two guard but like a defensive specialist at the two?
8: Well, that's an interesting question. It might depend on where, what he's, what's needed of him. He's certainly skilled enough he could do both. I don't, you know, he, he's probably not ready to be a full-time point guard at this point, but but, then again, he's played that through, you know, most of his career growing up, and, and he went to Hillcrest Prep, a, you know, a pretty big time. Uh, high school program, prep program that he played for is that Arizona. He was he was not the the primary because that Jabe Nakindo his freshman year was the point guard, and this year they had Kirk Risa and Dalen was kind of the second guy. And then Tommy Lloyd in the system they played with Tommy Lloyd was a little different in that you know he had multiple playmakers out there all the time, so he 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 could be you know he could grow into that that point guard role. But I think um, you know I think defensively was a big part of it. And just uh, it was just an interesting kind of kind of evolution to see him. I think probably the the most interesting thing I remember talking about this season was Tommy Lloyd, if anything, Dalen tried too hard to be a passer, and Mm. he loved, he loved the art of it. He loved, you know, you know, uh, driving the baseline and and throwing the ball off to the side and dishing it to somebody. And, And sometimes he got a little too fancy with that. And Tommy Lloyd actually told a good story about last summer when he was working him out. He actually, I think he had, I don't know what it was, like 11 turnovers or something in practice or whatever it was. And, and Lloyd didn't say anything to him at the practice, but the next time he had a workout, he came up to him and said, Dalen, you can't practice today. You've turned the ball over too much. That's going to cost us too many problems. You've got to go over here and work on your. You've got to go to, he said, you've got to go to, to uh, 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 football footwork boot camp or something. So, literally, he's on the side. This is like, you know, August last year or something. He was working on the side. And, you know, I mean, and the fact is, so he had this, and he still has some rawness to that, but he has that potential and and love for playmaking. He really, really likes to see, uh, you know, a lot of guys say this, but I think he really likes uh, making a a really cool assist rather than scoring. He's just that kind of guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you were watching tape on him, you saw him as he was throwing alley-oops, jumping with the guy who was dunking. Because he was that excited yeah, 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 about yeah. doing those kinds of things,
8: um, there was one right. There's one that Mathern did. I forget what game it was, but we had a great picture of it too, where Mathern's just going. He's just going like four feet above the basket, but Terry appears to be just as high, if not higher, following him up, and he's just <laughs> doing that because he's excited and and obviously he has hops.
1: Well, we're equally as excited over here in Chicago about this young gentleman. Hopefully, he can be a great piece uh, to the Chicago Bulls team as they continue to. Move towards championship aspirations, Bruce Pasco from Arizona Arizona Daily Star. Appreciate you for hanging out with me today, man. Thanks a lot. And, and yeah, and, thanks. And, and, thanks I see, and I expect to see I expect to see some hip hop moves on the dance floor at Dale and Terry's yeah, party. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's,
8: it's yeah, it's nuts. Although it's getting a little slippery on the floor, I'll tell you right now. All this. Um, Grease and the craziness and <laughs> you uh, say coke and everything else, you know. Yeah, well he's nuts.
1: 19, so there better not be no alcohol on the floor. All
8: right, Bruce. <laughs> well, hey I, hey, I don't want to no, hear. He's it. not. I don't no. want to know yeah, anything. Actually, you know what? I just, um, I just talked to him. He was drinking water, but I mean, there are people drinking, obviously, since so the bar too.
1: Patron is clear. All right, Bruce. Have a good yeah, one, man. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon, brother. <laughs> okay.
8: All right. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. Bruce Basco from the Arizona Daily Star. Hey, man, I love it. All right, I'm Gabriel Ramirez. This is 670 the score. More information about your brand new Chicago Bull, Dale and Terry, coming up right after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone
0: 15s? It's better over
1: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. <laughs>